say that because time it's it's now time for my number two yes so we we're just talking about soundtracks and songs you know being uh you know being a key factor for enjoyment of a game i could definitely say that with this number two entry for myself and this is this was really difficult because i was like this was Either I swap it in with number one or number two or whatever. It's like it, it's these last two for me was an abs it like it was hard to put one over the other. But I had to. I, I feel as though um, I have to put this in number two because I would be very heavily biased if I put it at number one. And I don't know if that's so bad considering we're on Radio Sega for this. Yeah, I was gonna say, but you know, it's but it would be definitely people would go, oh yeah, of course he would put it at number one if he put it at number one. But I feel as though that obviously I have to put it at number two because I still think that the one that I have at number one, I do have more uh, like uh, praise for than I do for this one. But it's not to say this one. Isn't bad. You're not but, saying you're not saying it is bad, not isn't bad. It isn't bad. Is is yeah. not bad. It's not bad. I'm telling you that. <laughs> I, okay? I swear, it's not bad. I mean, it's, to be fair, uh, I I would recommend all of my top five games. Number five, maybe with a bit of a caveat, but I did, bear in mind, even if we say this is second and it's not quite as good as number one, it's still like. I mean, my number two is still like a nine point seven out of ten. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, and of course, my number two here has been uh, getting at you know sevens, and hell, it's been getting lower than that uh, by certain uh, you know kind of like uh, personalities or uh, kind of like uh, websites and whatnot, which is quite ridiculous. But I'm not going to sugarcoat it anymore. It's Sonic Frontiers. I also quick caveat: remember, these are our personal top five games of the years that we have played. So, once yes. again, if, there are games that might have been better this year for us personally, but if you couldn't get around to them because of time or money or because they released like a week ago, then yeah. that's, that's on them. I will say Sonic Frontiers was it was a game that I have not I I have started two days ago, um, so I have not had enough time to really get through the game yet. Um, but. I've definitely heard, been hearing people be pleasantly surprised on okay. it. I well, can confirm, I'm probably going to agree with the with a lot of things, including its placement. <laughs> <laughs> Fair news. Gonna... But, uh, no. I, like, we're, like I said, we were talking about music. I feel as though that this is a really good soundtrack. 
for the series. And it, it, it's up there with like great soundtracks from like Sonic Adventure, Adventure 2, even 06 had a really good soundtrack. For Frontiers is definitely a, the factor, the fact that it is a really good soundtrack. It's not just the it and to those out there, it's uh, it's not just the, you know the the boss fight musics and whatnot. It's not just that. It's everything. All the music, I feel, is really good. The music um, is a bit different to what I would normally expect from a Sonic game, at least like in like the cyberspace levels. But at the, the same cyberspace time, levels, I'm loving the music in the cyberspace levels as well as the boss music. It it's all surprising me just how much I've been enjoying it and listening to the again listening to the soundtrack yeah I mean like the the closest uh, for the cyber space levels that I would compare it to would be uh, some of the tracks that was uh, featured in Team Sonic Racing uh, yeah. where it had a couple of those kind of like style soundtracks for, uh, before so I have been uh, familiarized with it with that entry um, but it's not only those it's it's the 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 open zone uh, music that they use for the different uh, islands uh, in the game um, are really good. I mean, particularly the first one. I could easily just like put that in the background uh, as yeah. Like, that seems more like music to chill to, kind of. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's like it, it's it's that kind of like music that I would like to sleep to, like go to sleep to. You know, rather than hard rock and stuff and whatnot. Even though I can go go to bed with, you know, and sleep through hard rock and stuff, I did a full playthrough on my uh, channel. I did. I played it on the PlayStation Four. I got the platinum for it. Uh, uh, I did like a whole ten-hour stream to start uh, to kickstart my journey on that uh, on my birthday. And uh, even after that ten-hour stream, it's like I was wanting to play more. Uh, like I would have liked to have done like way more uh, then and like if I had the chance if I scheduled it and whatnot I would have completed the whole game right then and there like on my birthday like from start to finish again going back to what I was saying earlier in this uh, you know how we've interpreted our lists here it's what we enjoy and what we have played and this is definitely a game I have enjoyed and loved playing um, this year and um, the 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 character obviously how story is handled in this uh, by Ian Flynn. Ian Flynn wrote the English script uh, uh, for the game. I felt he did a really good job in doing it. He's definitely Absolutely. done um, a lot of kind of like character course correction uh, that the series has been needing uh, in the games at least. It, it basically nice. the the comics are. Um, was the testing bed. This is the, you know, his main event, and he's done a really good job, I, in my opinion. Um, I, I absolutely love the story. I love the references to everything, and like every Sonic game that's referenced, every like cartoon, every comic. There's so much there for every fan, but it also feels like one of the few Sonic games that references and has like a place in a timeline you can go oh they're referencing events from heroes adventure uh, the comics the 
even boom. And like, it's like even well, even riders. Yeah. Is is uh, obviously the famous tweet that Sega put out or the Sonic team, uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter put out is like everything's canon. Apparently, in Frontiers, that is the case. There were so many references to so many kind of like ga different games, including spin-off games, including the most recent Team Sonic Racing. That was referenced. In I, uh, I, I am looking. Uh, yeah, I think that was referenced in one of Eggman's diaries. Yes. 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 I, I am really looking for because they're also hiring the Sonic Lore Master, essentially. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. It's an interesting one, but to me, it sounds like this is kind of a point where maybe they're not like soft rebooting but they're starting a more connected timeline in the games where they're going right these these events happened and we can go forward with this i will say i've enjoyed what i haven't got to the first boss yet um i've enjoyed exploring the overworld has definitely been interesting although it took me a bit of time to figure out how to interact with everything because i I will say the one thing I found is the tutorials are useful, but I don't find they always explain themselves very well, and I'm really struggling to find any way to use the parry. Oh. Because <laughs> everything I try to parry doesn't work. There, it, uh, parry definitely comes into its case more later on, against, against bosses at least. Well, I was going to say, the the parry system in here, I was, t I was complaining about how... Uh, I was having di challenge, uh, di difficulty with the parry system in Bayonetta 3 and Metal Gear Rising and stuff like that. Sonic Frontiers' parry system is way, way easier. Than... It looks like... I wouldn't even call it a parry system. It's a block system. Yeah. Because I... So, I feel like they had an idea for more combat, but they couldn't quite fit it in. Because, and so they've just kind of left it in there and it, it's useful because there's, there's lots of points in the game like little thing like mini things where it's like hey so unlock this thing parry this object three times what well, you mean just hold these two buttons and then press them again and then press them. that's not challenging i feel like that there was meant to be some kind of timing method to it because that's what yeah, initially, that's initially what i tried things. i was trying to like parry things by releasing at the right time and i was getting hit because i'm not meant to parry like no, i would in other games I meant, I meant to just hold it. Just hold Maybe it. that's where I'm going wrong. I, I will say that, bear in mind, this game is also built with children in mind. Yeah. So. That's the thing. It's like it's trying to keep it simple for the kids to play and whatnot. And that's fine. You know? But, heck, there's even adults who are not obviously that well versed with, uh, you know, like your Devil May Cries or your Bayonettas or your whatever and whatnot. And you would not want to try to scare those kind of like uh, players away either no exactly so. well, seeing sonic with a combat skill tree is an interesting yeah, one a bit weird <laughs> <laughs> but that seems all right so but it's, very simple. It's, it's very is, simple it's very it's very simple i found the game surprisingly i unlocked a lot of things pretty quickly then i spent a lot of time at the end fishing to get the last bits i will i will say the fishing is quite relaxing fishing is really good it's def it is really good. It, I mean, that's the key thing about Fort, uh, Frontiers is that it has so many different ways of how to progress through the game. Um, 
Like, you can either do it the, the challenging way of like going through combat, doing this, going through uh, uh, stages and whatnot. But if you're collecting these purple coins, oh, you can just go the big and uh, start fishing for some other tokens that then you can exchange for everything else in the game. And just skip all the rest of the game. Just yeah. go fishing. Yeah. If you want to do <laughs> yeah, that, like, so be it. I think I've literally spent all of the gold tickets so far on just the Eggman diamonds. Well, that's that's the best one to do. Uh, yeah, or that's like, the best method. Best value for money, at least, as well. Yeah. Or value for them. Yeah, they're the most expensive thing I've noticed. Yeah. yeah. They're the most expensive. There's also, there's also 20 of them. But then once you've done that, you can spend your gold coins on whatever you currently need at the time. Yeah. Which is mostly... Uh, the Coco because <laughs> you got to spend a lot of time with that elder, far too much time with that elder. I mean, granted, I'm, I've not, I wasn't too fussed by going through him to max myself out and whatnot. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a time time sink, but it's not an absolute. It, it's not fully. It, it's not like grinding uh, levels in an RPG levels of grinding. No. Or, or like, it's or just time the menuing that's annoyed me so much. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I spent, I got like a whole bunch of the cocos, and then I spent, I think, twenty minutes just stood in front of the elder going through the menu. Yes, green speed, I was, I was the same as well. I was the yeah. same, uh, but of course, I was streaming at the time, so I was just talking. So, so yeah. I was able to pass the time by just talking to people in my chat or just talking on my own. So yeah, yeah. it's fine. I mean, but no, I have 20 but... hours in Sonic Frontiers, 19 is that is speaking to the older. <laughs> <laughs> probably not quite. No, much, no, no, probably no, not no. that. Uh, but all in all, I still f find Sonic Frontiers, it was a really good game. Really good. Oh. I really enjoyed it. And that's why it's on my uh, top five. And it's just, it, it's like something, I just have something that's, slightly above it. I would have liked it to have it, have it number one, but um, I'm being more... Uh, but it would be very dishonest if I had it at number one to where my number one is, so... Where your I'll heart truly that. lies. <laughs> no, yeah, but, I, I, I definitely agree with you. It's super solid. Obviously, there are some issues, but like the popping I think is the biggest issue honestly personally I didn't have a problem with it I mean granted I, I joked about it a couple of t times here and there during my stream and stuff like that but really in all honesty it never bugged me it I, I bug don't me. think I've had it that badly but I am playing it on PS5 which I wonder because I'm also playing it on not frame rate road mode on like better performance not graphics but like better performance yeah no, I, I, sometimes I was like looking out at like a platform in the distance or like I could see like something to collect in the distance and I'm like, right, how do I get that? I don't know because the platform hasn't rendered until I start going on this spring and jump over here and then it's like, oh, right. Yeah, I haven't found that yet, but I might find that later in the game, but the, the first island's small enough that I don't think you it's might. massive. I mean, mobility around the island's also pretty cool. Unlocking like area, unlocking the map to get rails and stuff to zoom around. Yeah, that's the only issue I've had at the moment is there's some issues, there's sometimes some issues where like I'm zooming on a rail and suddenly Sonic snaps backwards and flies off an edge. Um, yeah. Usually while I'm boosting. Yeah, honest. yeah, yeah. But, there's a few physical physics issues, but definitely the most, like like I said, I put 20 hours into this. 
I put 20 hours into a Sonic game. I 100%ed it like Turbo has. It's it's a good game. I cannot describe it as anything other than a good game. Because that's what it is. Yeah, that's fair. You want? Did you want to take your number two before me, Shadow Fox? I mean, I think I've pretty much finished talking about it at the same time. But yeah, I I, I cannot disagree with anything Turbo has said. So. I, the only thing I would say is I haven't seen all the cyberspace levels because I would I would hit like the first, second, and third one to get enough keys and stuff, and then rather than like just completing them and getting the key, I would want to ace them and get all the checkboxes. So by the time you do the third one, you have enough keys to get all the things you do for the island, and then I'd kind of move on. So I do need to actually go back and prop and like. 100%ing the achievements isn't 100%ing the game, and yeah. I would never, and I would not do that because it's not Korok seed level. Go back to Breath of the Wild, mm. <laughs> but there are a lot of little collectibles around the island. That are... Yeah, that's fair. And I, to be fair, my what well, I'm going to talk about my number two. You don't have to do absolutely everything in the game to get the platinum on it, but. You know, there's a few, there's interestingly like a few very hidden things which I've only discovered after finishing the game and looking up um, other guides on it. Where it's like, I did not know this thing was a thing. And it's like, yeah. But I, I quite like the fact that you don't have to literally do absolutely everything in the game to get 100% achievements. Because that still then goes, and there's still more for you to do if you're that dedicated. I think I hijacked your spot there for number two, but considering same place, I feel like that's probably a... Our crossovers are doing very parallel things this time. I mean, it's a bit more convenient than having a number four at number two or something. True. So yeah, your, no, your number two is Sonic Frontiers as well. Then. It is as well, yes. Well, sadly, as I've only been playing it two days, it didn't make my list just because I haven't formed enough of an opinion about it. I'm going to say I've Enjoyed what I've played so far, bar a few minor control weirdness, um, but I've also not got very far. I'm interested to hear what the boss theme is like, because supposedly it's an absolute banger, so we'll see when I get there. I've got all the end books, I'm, I'm literally just trying to find all the missions left on the island before I go fight the boss. I don't know if that's actually worth it or not. You can always go back to the islands if you want, so not that it tells yeah. you that. Okay, interesting to know. My number two came out the day after Sonic Frontiers, and it's the reason I didn't play Sonic Frontiers, because I wanted to finish this game first. Yes. Partially because I feel like I'm not so worried about story spoilers for Sonic, because I think I know how it ends, Sonic saves the day, etc, yeah. etc. Et Whereas this game, there was more connotations to the story being spoiled, and unfortunately I did actually have a fairly major spoiler the day before release, which I was slightly annoyed about. Um, but if you know your game timetables, you will know this is the PlayStation exclusive God of War Ragnarok. Dad of boy Ragnarok. Yes. Um, although 
I will say he only uses the term boy in that sense once during the game. I'm trying to um, remember if I've heard it yet. I, I, I haven't played it. I'm watching a playthrough at the moment. I probably would be playing it if I had access to a PlayStation, but I don't. So, <laughs> but, yeah. so I, I will say that the reason he doesn't refer to him as boy anymore is because he is now a relatively teenager, so he just calls him by his name most of the time. Um, so yeah, follow up to one of my game of the year. I think it was my game of the year pick for the previous game in the series. Um, and to be fair, it was going to be a very hard act to follow because that one was, I wouldn't say it was perfect, but it was definitely very, very good. Um, as my number two, you can probably tell I still enjoyed it. And as I said, between number one and my number two, there is very little. And I'll explain my reason why this is number two in a bit. Um, but for the positives, uh, the combat is definitely slightly more refined, and I definitely prefer the combat in Ragnarok. Um, my only gripe about it is that, whereas in you know the previous game you build up your abilities, you get like a strong and a heavy attack for your weapons, you start off this with nothing again. <laughs> so you don't have your strong and heavy special attacks. And it's just like, why have you lost them all? Because and the only reason seven. is... Yeah, or the excuse they gave in game is that just basically Kratos has not been taking care of his weapons properly. I thought um, I during Fimble Winter. He's not a blacksmith uh, of any kind, so he, know, he, he knows would be them. wearing them down. He knows a no, couple but, of blacksmiths, though. And, and they are actually, like, good friends now and visit him regularly, so... It, yeah, it feels a bit of a... I mean, it, it's a car I, 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 did, I did hear that it mentions... During the playthrough I was watching, it mentioned like Fibber Winter is kind of causing weird stuff with all magics, including his own. So yeah, a little bit. the The biggest thing that annoys me about it is that like you get used to certain combat things from the previous game, and like okay, you get your first light ruin and ruinic attack fairly early for at least the axe, but you don't get a heavy attack for it for like about five or six hours in. I'm, I'll, I'll be. I'll tell you what it might. Can be longer. I'm watching the playthrough. He's like 15 hours in. He hasn't got a heavy runic attack. <laughs> you have to do side content. He, he, he's doing the side content as well. Yeah, I know. It, there's, a, um, there's a lot in this game. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a mass. There's a lot to cover in the game. Um, the other thing is there are new gameplay sections, and it somewhat harkens back to what Turbo was talking about with Bayonetta 3, in which you play as someone other than Kratos, and they're not bad, but it doesn't feel as good as when you're playing as Kratos. The game, you know, the gameplay is very much revolving around Kratos. It doesn't change the gameplay up too much, but it changes it enough, and it just doesn't feel quite right. Um, but I, you know, it, it's not that bad. It's just, it's just in those sections you kind of go, I would much rather be Dad right now. I'd rather be Kratos. Um, the story writing is still very, very good. And the story feels like it jumps about a little bit too much on this one, um, from plot point to plot point. But it's still very well written, it's got a very nice story, it's got some interesting twists. What I will say is, it still it lacks a big standout moment that the previous game very much had. And if you don't know what that moment is, it's when Kratos gets a second weapon in the first game. 
If you know what I mean, you know exactly which section I mean. And to be quite frank, I think that scene was going to be impossible to top in the sequel. Um, so, you know, I kind of expected this to be a... I wouldn't say a not-as-good game. I expected it just not to have as much impact as the previous game. So you're there saying that the first game obviously uh, had uh, a problem, uh, you know, it, it gave too much uh, of uh, hype to the sequel uh, and hope that the sequel will obviously build upon what was given in that first game and just it add more to it, but it just fell short. No, it mechanically, it very much succeeds. Um, without spoiling the game too much, Kratos, you get Kratos's basic armory from the previous game back fairly quickly. So you know you get you, you start with your shield, you start with your axe, you get your second weapon pretty quickly, and you go back to having Atreus helping you with his basic stuff. Atreus gets an upgrade very early with one of his with a different kind of um, attack that he can use. Yeah, mechanically it very much succeeds. I will say that later down the line. Kratos gained quite a big upgrade. There's another upgrade that I'm not going to talk about because that is a massive spoiler. Um, it's, I think it's just more the fact that there were some very standout moments in the previous game, like, again, the part where he gets his second weapon. In this one, it's much harder to do because these characters are already fully fleshed out, fully built, and it's kind of like... Where are these standout moments? There are definitely some where it tries to have some twists and some interest, and there's a bit, there's probably there's a few bits that are like, okay, this is a really cool, you know, the fights are definitely still a highlight. The fights are very cool, but there's just nothing. There wasn't there wasn't a storyline moment that just stands out to me as this is a thing I will remember this game for. Whereas the previous game, there's this one very particular scene where it's just, especially if you're a fan of the previous God of Wars, it's just, this is such an iconic moment. And it was going to be damn near impossible to be. But overall, it's a very nice game. It's a very good, it's an excellent sequel. And the fact that there are stuff that I've not even discovered, that I've now found out about, that went through my playthrough, it's like, there's a secret boss, there's some other secret fights that I didn't know about. It's like, okay, where were they hiding these? Um, so it's an excellent sequel, and it definitely met my expectations. I was expecting it to be about the same. I was expecting for more of the same and not really for it to be too much better, and it met my expectations. But the reason this is at number two rather than number one is it didn't really exceed my expectations. I definitely enjoyed the game. It's definitely happily recommended, although... I will say you do need to play the first game before you play this one. Um, because it is a direct continuation. And, you know, the tutorials will get you up to speed and stuff, but storyline, you really want to play the first one. Uh, of set the previous entry in the series, you don't have to play the original trilogy. You, you, yes. can, be, you can be aware of the original trilogy and its story and such and such, and then dive into the first. One thing I will say is this one references Kratos' history a lot more. And I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing. Well, based on uh, how Sonic fans just uh, are totally dogpiling and all the references uh, that uh, Ian Flynn put in Sonic Frontiers is uh, 
storyline. It's like, uh, you know, all the God of War fans would be going, rub, 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 they're throwing back kind too of. much and whatnot. But really, in all honesty, mm. that could work in in the the, the narrative. Of, well, uh, no, this is this is the thing. It's built very heavily into the narrative. Then, then fans of the games will obviously enjoy that. So yeah. No, and uh, I think they will. The problem I have with it is, is the character that Kratos talks to about a lot of the stuff. There's some there's some really good Easter eggs in there. There's one, and this isn't really much of a spoiler. There's one where Mimir and Kratos are talking to each other, and Mimir's like. Didn't you enter this, like, weird contest? I've entered lots of contests. No, 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 no. You were fighting, like, an undead, a weird machine man, the aliens. Greatest, uh, <laughs> yeah, the world's greatest musician. Yeah. And just like, he's he talking about PlayStation All-Stars. And Crash just I do not want to talk about this. There was another chat with them where it's, he was talking about, like, Traveling through time is more hassle than it's worth. And he's like, you're speaking metaphorically. No. Of no. course. <laughs> no, of it's course. literally a direct reference to God of War 2, because he does do that. I love it. And there's even, like, one of the collectibles is, like, poems based from a guy called Casavir Cass- uh, or something. Yeah. But they're all literally poems about other PlayStation-exclusive titles. And the covers have, you know, images of those games on them. So you have, like... Ratchet and Clank, Bloodborne, The Last of Us, Days Gone. Yeah. You know. Which, it, I think that kind of led into another chapter here about how the play Macbeth is a thing that's happened ex- already in their I, world. Something. That was I another, can't remember. Yeah, it was another bit. It was another Mimir Kratos talk. Yeah. The, the, to be fair, the Mimir Kratos interactions are good. However, I will also say that because of another thing in the game, which is a massive spoiler, so I'm not going to talk about it. There's a lot more conversations that are just Mimir and Kratos. And I... I liked the trilogy inter- interaction between them. There is still a lot of that in the game. But the general travelling about tends to be more Mimir and Kratos. So... But yeah, no. I, I definitely love the game, and I'm still... Like I said, the, the difference between this and my number one is like... Point one out of a ten score. You know, there's very little in it, and you know, God of War is definitely one of my highlights for the year. But I'm giving my number one the number one because it exceeded my expectations, whereas God of War met me. So that's a valid reason. Yeah. Although I did, I admit, I did somewhat rush through God of War, but I still made sure I enjoyed it. Well, for the final then, our number one game of the year. Turbo, if you would. Well, it's got to be very simple because it was already talked about in this uh, discussion uh, by John and he cruelly uh, put it so low on his list. Uh, I think he put it at number four, I believe. Um, Or three, I can't remember. Um, But yeah, straight. It was four, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Stray, I love it. 
I absolutely, I, I absolutely fell in love with the game as soon as it first came out. I did a full playthrough of it uh, again. I'm in the midst of doing a PS5 run and getting my platinum for PS5 because apparently I can't get an auto pop on that. But it, the game is so simple. I know how to do it. Um, like. Uh, doing everything, I will easily get that platinum on PS5. But I just absolutely adored the game. I loved the environments. I loved uh, how the how how the setting was, you know, uh, or the setting and tone for it. How it's, uh, you know, it goes from, uh, you know, the surface of light and stuff like that, and then you go deep into this, uh, you know, uh, forgotten city uh, with robots and stuff like that. And uh, the Zerk, uh, that are these uh, little uh, creatures that are like feast on everything, every organic, uh, or well, organic and man-made kind of like thing, uh, and whatnot. Uh, and uh, the cat, I d I'm just a sucker for cats, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this, uh, this is, I think, why the game hasn't like grabbed me because I don't give a monkey about cats. Yeah, of course. Of course. So many people have recommended this game to me that I'm probably going to get around to playing it at some point but it's, again it's not really a priority for me because I feel like this isn't my type of game quite but it's, it's one I still will give a go at some point. Yeah but my cat bias aside I still feel as though this is obviously this is like uh, a new game from a new studio uh, well effectively a new studio um, that uh, you know had an idea and they ran with it and they they put all the time and effort into researching and, and like uh, capturing uh, cat behaviors and stuff like that and putting it into the game and making it part of the gameplay and whatnot and uh, uh, I just absolutely adored it I loved it I loved how uh, I loved uh, the ending obviously like John said it, it's you know um, it, it kind of like raises questions but I like I said I watched that video talking about uh, uh, a you know what what it could be interpreted as um and i i might actually quite agree maybe who knows um but um overall i just feel felt as soon as i played that game and as soon as i got that platinum and i said this is my game of the year and it hasn't changed like sonic frontiers was close to changing that but i feel as though that uh, still has some uh, faults to it but i really did genuinely enjoy my time with uh, Stray, even though I had a moment in uh, on the live stream where I was like messing up one run, uh, messing up so many times for one bloody trophy. But still, regardless, I still enjoyed Stray immensely from the start of the year. Like this was like April time, whatever, uh, and even to now. As we're recording this, and I'm playing it again on PS5, I'm still enjoying it. So I can't, I can't, I can't put anything else um, at number one except for Stray for me. Not fair. I it might have been higher up for me. Like Stray, like I said, a lot of my games are very tough. Stray could have very well been my number two. I think it hovered there for a while. It, like you said, it, it was great. Environments great. Everything was great. I loved it. I, th I think it might have been pushed out a little bit by the games more recently that I played, maybe sticking more in my mind, just a smidge. I think that might have been it, but yeah, I mean, honestly, all these top five games are still absolutely must 
just play, or at least I suggest you play all of these games anyway, so... But yes, yeah, straight... straight. I, I'm surprised it's your number one, but it's a pleasant surprise more than a... Yeah. Why is it your number one, if you get what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I totally understand that. It's like, uh, it's definitely a lot different to, you know, like, my other number ones from prior years. Like, normally it would be, like, this top class kind of, like, uh, um... You know, triple A title that I'm like a big fan of, or whatever. But no, this this one is a few is... resis up there, I think. Yeah, ah, a few resis, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, really, in all honesty, it's like it's a nice change of pace to see this. Uh, you, you know, I I say unique, uh, kind of like a game. Uh, even though there is another game that's on uh, that's coming out on PC that's in similar scope, but it's got to be a lot more brighter. Um, but uh, no, in terms of like. Uh, because I saw the trailer for this and I was hooked. Like, I was intrigued. I wanted to play this and then I played it and then I loved it. And then I got the PS5. I wanted, I wanted to play it again because, of course, I had it, I had it for free, so it's fine. Um, so, yeah, but I still enjoyed it. I kept on enjoying it. I, it's, I've, it's that lasting appeal all this year. Yeah, so can't, uh, can't say anything more on that. I, I will say the one thing I've noticed is people that have either owned a cat or have previously owned cats definitely seem to enjoy it more than people who haven't. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. So, absolutely. so if you could say if you can say it's me being biased for ha- being a cat, uh, you know, enjoyer of cats and have previously owned cats, then yeah, fair enough. Yeah, go ahead. You can I, say I'm that. sure half the audience will probably agree oh, with absolutely. you on that one. <laughs> it was it was like I said, people modded straight to put their cats in. People love their cats. So, question: Do we need to mod straight to put uh, Blaze the cat in? For no, time? don't do that, please. <laughs> for the love of God. Oh dear, that's too much. Okay. <laughs> I mean, big was bad enough. <laughs> I think there was a big mod, but yeah, uh, I think there was. Just, yeah, uh, it's just it—it's not right. Not right at all. Anyway, Josh, cool. what is your number one? So my number one was released even earlier in the year. Um, it was released in February, I believe. And coincidentally, today announced its first piece of DLC. Um, although it is free DLC, so... Or patch, I guess. Um, however, this was a game I initially I actually wasn't too excited for because they were like, oh, it's an open world game. And I'm uh, I'm not a massive fan of open world games in general, but after hearing quite good things about it from people I know that I trust on the series or style of game, I decided, hey, I can get it for 25 quid off, let's just take the plunge, and it basically became my game of the year instantly, and that is Elden Ring. Um, For those who don't know, I am a big fan of the Dark Souls series, and in fact this year I uh, completed Demon's Souls, um, which I've been putting off since the launch of the PS5, 
Although you can thank uh, Radio Sega's Gavi for that one because I went through the game with him um, and it was the reason I pushed through in finishing it to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean I'm, an old, uh, I'm a Souls fan as it is. I've played all the Dark Souls, I've played Demon Souls, I've played Bloodborne. Um, but I was expecting it to be, you know, more Dark Souls but open world which just means there's no real direction or where you should go or anything and that's somewhat true but actually in the case of this game it somewhat benefits it from you can go and tackle areas that you probably shouldn't be and then if you manage to succeed or even if you just get through and like nab a few items that you're not going to lose and you know you lose a couple of hundred or few mini thousand of ruins to an enemy you don't care because you've just got this massive upgrade material you now can come back with a weapon that can one-shot them all so you know it's 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 a very interesting experience and for me the thing that really pushed it over over the edge was it has some of my favorite fights in the series there's a couple of interesting new way mechanics are used in the game the uh, partner ashes are a really interesting idea and kind of help you have that somewhat multiplayer dynamic without actually having to play with a multiplayer person but I still added um, groups to my uh, list which helped me gain you know bonuses and stuff for the game which is really useful uh, it's a lot less punishing than some of the previous games as well uh, there's no I mean you still lose all your ruins when you die but you don't have an extra debuff like you do in the Dark Souls games and Demon Souls games like uh, usually it's a health debuff of some kind and there's a lot more options of things to do, there's a lot more available options for your weapons that are viable and I went through a few different iterations. The fact that I went through most of the game with a basic sword and literally swapped it for a single boss, which everyone agrees is the hardest boss in the game and some guy even got internet famous by soloing her quite a bit. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I love that people keep asking me, he's like, why has he got a pot on his head? And it's like, because it actually gives him a bonus to certain actions he does. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, no, that's the thing. Um, and I will say that I think compared to some of the Dark Souls stuff, it's nice to have something that wasn't quite the eldritchy horror and knights. I mean, you still have a lot of knights, but I feel like the bosses were a lot more imaginative in this one. And there's a couple of other characters like the Great Jar Alexander was a really interesting character to do the entire questline of, and I mucked up some of the questlines as well, which was interesting, and the, the really big thing that sets up this is my number one is, I went into it with an expectation, I was expecting it to be more of the same but open world. It much further exceeded my expectations than I thought it was going to. And the bigger thing is, I finished God of War Ragnarok, I have the Platinum Trophy, I'm probably done with it. I'm probably not going to go back to it for a while. Even though I've discovered these secret boss fights, I'm not really getting anything out of doing them. Elden Ring I want to go through and play again. Um, yes, there's two trophies I can get for completing it two more times, but the thing is I want to go through it and do something different. I want to try a different build. I want to try mage builds. I want to go through and do some of the paths that I didn't do. I want to see how you cope with doing you know some of the other missions in a different order because there's some missions i screwed up because i killed bosses too early and such so 
so yeah, there's so much more I want to do with it. And as I said, they've just announced the Colosseum thing, which I will never use because that is mostly PvP. Um, but there's also um, stuff they're adding to make big teams to go through the game with. So if you don't just want to go through one person, you can go through a team of like three or four people. I mean, that sounds great, to be honest. I just got to find someone else to play Elden Ring because uh, I don't think I know anyone else that plays it on PlayStation. But yeah, Elden Ring is my number one game of the year. Not particularly a surprise, maybe, but... I will say that I still think Dark Souls 3 is my favourite game in the Souls-like series. Um, just there's a few things I prefer in there. Um, and I certainly would advise people start with a previous game in the series. Because while Elden Ring is the least punishing, the whole open world thing makes it very confusing. But maybe it would be the one I'd recommend if you're co-oping it with someone that already knows what they're doing. So yeah, Elden Ring is my number one game of the year um somewhat boring maybe but i it's the game i enjoyed the most some would say predictable <laughs> true although i don't actually think i've ever mentioned the dark souls game on here before i feel like you have you must have right oh I'm sure, no i'm I sure think I you hinted at it. yeah I'm, I'm sure you hinted at it before but <laughs> it's it's yeah, only no. predictable for me because of uh how you keep eyeing out uh, eyeing up uh, dark souls 2 on <laughs> on my uh you say uh, that i'm really games. trying to convince you to play a different dark souls game than 2 because 2 is not the best one to start with i know a lot of people keep saying uh, you keep saying that Loose kept saying that as well so yeah yeah but it's, well i it's, do have all three of them on playstation 4 now so Worst case scenario, I can help you through with that at some point. Yeah, right. I, I, I want to at least make it more enjoyable for you to play through. There it is. Yes, Shadow Fox. You know what? This is also a game that came out at the beginning of the year. It was a game I spoke about quite fondly on our other podcast, the LM Cast. And oh, I've got to remember which one this is now. Uh, it was also one that when I tweeted about it, like immediately after playing it at the beginning of this year and saying this is probably going to be my number one game of the year, it definitely has become my game of the year. And that was Tunic. Oh yes, of course. Of course, <laughs> little little fox Zelda or little fox Link, even running around with his stick and shields, <laughs> coming off as another another sort of vaguely Souls-like kind of game in that way. Yeah, that was the weird twist of that one. I didn't expect, and I think you know somewhat. I, I, I have played Tunic and I don't think I, I I didn't enjoy it as much as the rest of you guys who played it did no, I, I absolutely bloody adored this game going around look, a lot of games are retro inspired as they would say but very few of the games that I play are retro inspired 
invokes such a childlike wonder, shall I say. Tunic hit that really well. And I, I think it's partially because it's not... It didn't go for a pixel style, which a lot of these retro inspired games go for. It went for, a, I guess, a more... A smoother looking Nintendo 64 style of a game, I think would be a way to describe it. And I, you got the isometric, uh, polygon, polygonal thing, like layout. And you go wandering around and you're exploring. And I'm like memorizing the map and I'm getting pieces of paper out to figure out these secret codes and unlock everything. And I, the whole manual thing in it, I absolutely loved. Like, like finding pages of the manual as the tutorial and then looking through it and combing through it and going oh hang on secret here secret there there's a path there that i've that i can see on the map of this place in the manual that i can't see in the overworld but it says it's over here so you go over there and you go oh yeah look secret passage it's it brings me back to childhood wonder of <laughs> my old video games I was gonna say that's very Star Tropics in scope uh, when it comes to like finding little uh, hidden things, or e even like uh, like uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid, where you like uh, check you know, the back of the box, check the back of the box. Yeah, finding these little things here and there that are just like yeah, little secrets in place. I'm trying to think of a good uh, Metal Gear one, um, but I can't think off the top of my head. <laughs> but no, yeah, I walking around as a little fox guy like, and obviously getting both the endings like doing the first one without getting the secrets and it being that ending and then getting the proper ending and going yes and feeling accomplished for doing it um, but I people like have had issues with certain parts of it but I never like I never had any issue with the combat I never had to fight a boss more than four times most bosses I did first or second time the mine area was definitely a bit of a low point, but then you realise you can put a mask on as well, and it's like, ah, oh, yes, here's a feature I don't remember being told about specifically. The fact that you have to decipher all of it yourself as well. Yeah, I, I wasn't as massive. I think the only boss I had to redo a lot of times was the final boss, which I haven't actually beaten yet. Oh. Again, going back to say music again. I put the soundtrack on my phone. I listen to that all the time. There's a great sort of uh, melodic theme. There's uh, there are three tracks, and it's X Y X. They're all they're all named X Y X. So it's like remember to remember, memories of memories, forget to forget. And as the game goes on, it progresses more like bittersweet melody with the different instruments going through and it just it feels it gives you it helps to pull out the emotions and I so I went through I completed it and then I kind of went back and I kept looking for more secrets and more and more trying to get all the secret rooms get all the everything and I I probably still haven't got it or I probably still need to go back again but yeah that was another one that appeared on the game pass for me which again you know, my, my game of the year is uh, the Xbox Game Pass for PC, honestly, <laughs> for allowing me yeah. to, to play Tunic, Hellsinger, Hardspace, and I think Stray. 
Uh, or did I buy straight? Let me have a check. It might I be on the PC straight, uh, game, uh, version, but... Uh, oh, no, I bought, I, bought, I bought that on Steam. Yeah, Never mind. Aye. So it's like... <laughs> hard, hard to really sell Game Pass when one of them's on it. But, um... <laughs> no, I, I, it is a bit of a cop out answer saying that Game Pass is a game of the year. It's just like, come on, it's like no. that—that's not a game. It's a service. Is a service? No, but it is. It's obviously been a very helpful service for I, some people. It's, I mean, it's, it's certainly bulk. I mean, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's on Game Pass. That's how I've been playing it as well. That's how most of our team have been playing it. it has. I think I'm the, one of the few exceptions to that one. Yeah. Uh, it also came. I believe it also comes with like EA Pass. So when we were playing Need for Speed, it was on that as well. So yeah, but yeah. So oh, I, I can't complain. So, yeah. Some so, some of our biggest games are on there and have been doing very well on there. No, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, yeah. Tunic, fantastic game. Absolutely worth playing. And no, I, I I certainly don't regret playing it. I I definitely had more problems with the game, and I think part of that is just that it wasn't the game I was expecting it to be from the demo I played at a convention we attended a long time ago. Because I played it at the second RTX we went to. I don't remember that. It was there. No, damn. That was a very early demo. That's like two years before it was released. So it changed quite a bit in that time, I, from my mind anyway. So... I think I went into it with the wrong mindset, but also there was a. I, I'm not particularly fond of the um, instruction manual figuring out stuff. It brings back bad memories of Fez, and I did not enjoy Fez no, for the most part. No, I, I feel like it does it well in Tunic at least, but yeah, I don't think Tunic's anywhere near as bad. There's, the, I think my biggest criticism was I always found out stuff I needed to know after I'd already had to look it up, and then I found the page that told me how to do it. No, I mean, that's fair. Although it's quite fun to realise when you go into a new game, none of those things are actually locked off. No, exactly. Like, you, like, hey, you can access all this stuff that's locked away from the moment. It's just you didn't know how to do it. Exactly. I, I should give that game another chance, but yeah, my... If you want to hear my thoughts on it about it, go listen to the LMC cast. Because <laughs> I think I vented on there a bit. But, you know, I, I, I certainly don't think it's a bad number one. I think if you enjoy the game. I'm surprised, given that it's Souls-likey influence, that I didn't enjoy it as much as I did. But I didn't find the combat, I, I didn't find the combat quite as satisfying, I will say. I mean, I never learned how to parry, but it's fine. <laughs> Did I? I don't remember. I, do I dodge a lot. It's fine. I'm dodging is the way you should really do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> do dodging is way better than parry. I've I've learned myself. Well, uh, the only the only exception to that I would say is oddly enough Metal Gear Solid Rising because the parrying is technically more powerful. Hmm. But it's... trust me. If, if you can parry Metal Gear Ray on the first one, you can do some really cinematic stuff, because you can... Um, you know when he uh, stomps on you, you can parry that. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I know that. <laughs> I know I could I could have done that. It's just, obviously, I'm terrible at the parry in that <laughs> game. It's alright, you weren't doing it on Revenge and difficulty, where it's mandatory. No. Oh, it is, yeah.
But yeah, so that is a wrap for 2022 for both LMC's Game of the Year awards and also probably this is the last LMC for the year, I think, because this will, this certainly this last episode will probably be going out in Winterfest. Um, so thank you all for listening and obviously feel free to let us know what your top games of the year were. Uh, whether you agree that cats are better than Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, whether you agree Dad of Boy was a good game. And, you know, <laughs> whether it's better than the original. Do you miss Boy <laughs> every five minutes? Um, or do you, agree, do you agree with Shadow Ball? Should Halo have been higher up the list? I don't think anyone is actually going to argue that one, but potentially no. someone is. There's always someone. They've now got Griffball in the game. They don't care anymore. That's that's the main thing. I, I, I actually not certain. If, I think they might not. I don't know. I need to check. I would have thought with Forge they should have someone or do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's still early days. They're probably making the perfect True. arena. But yes. So thank you from all of us. Um, Turbo, let's plug you for the second half of the show. Where can they find you for your let's plays? Yes, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitch at twitch uh, twitch.tv forward slash TurboDrive Live. That's where I've been for the last 10 years. Uh, you know, just uh, been uh, playing my games, doing all sorts of things, playing new games, old games, retro games, uh, going on platinum pursuits, getting platinum trophies on uh, certain titles that I am dedicated to and whatnot. And uh, yeah, uh, all that kind of like uh, gubbins. So yeah, you can check me there. And also, if you want to hear my thoughts at cer- certain points uh, throughout the uh, through a day or so, uh, follow me on Twitter at TurboXLR uh, or uh, Instagram or uh, Hive. Uh, if you feel like following me on that new s- system, there, uh, yeah, it's all same tag at tag at TurboXLR. So all cool, all cool. And how about you, Shadow Fox? Any final words or? Uh, not really, no. Just uh, stick around with LMC. You'll probably be seeing more of me in the uh, coming year. More time off, more time to uh, be on the site stuff. And very little personal things, probably. Maybe taking over some extra streams? Yeah, quite possibly. And where will people find that? Uh, they will probably find that... Uh, Oh my! T- sorry, you're on my Twitter, on my Twitch, both uh, Shadow Foxoon, F O X O O N, and um, I mean LMZ Discord is always just the best way to go. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we love you, Radio Sega guys, but you know, if you want to come to the LMC Discord as well and enjoy some additional stuff, as well as uh, the other stuff we do on that, all of us contribute towards on uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Last Minute Continue. Because uh, I'm sure all of us will be on there at some point throughout the next year. Oh, I'm sure I'll be popping up on there some sometime. It's been a, it's been too long. <laughs> you know, it's like I've not really been on there uh, much. More more a case on in the chat more so than anything than actually being on uh, the stream itself. But you never know, things will change. 2023 is on the horizon. You never know what will happen during then. More collapse. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so from myself. From Shadowfox and from Turbo, I think that is a good place to wrap it up. Have a good uh, holiday season, and uh, we will see you in the new year. Have a nice one.
Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 bye.